The political landscape in America has created a major divide within our country and continues to dominate the headlines. Some people take a keen interest in politics, while others ignore it as much as they can. But should Christians engage politics? And if so, how should Christians engage politics? In this episode of Hardcore Christianity, Justin and I attempt to answer that question. We'll explore statistics highlighting the voting climate in America. We'll talk about what the Bible says concerning politics and leadership. And we'll explore whether believers should play a role in the game of politics. If you've ever questioned how or whether Christians should engage politics, you want to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. Well, Justin, today we're going to do something that we're told never to do at parties and at <laughs> gatherings, and that's combine Christianity and talk about politics. So we're doing both of them at the same time in this episode. So I wanted to thank you for joining me for this episode. Yep. So let's start off with talking about why we're even asking this question. Why are we asking whether um, and how Christians should engage politics? Well, so, you know, I guess to, to me, why we're asking this question, this is why I'm excited to talk about the topic is... A uh, couple, couple reasons. One, uh, you know, I think we're in probably one of the most divisive uh, times just as far as the political environment. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say even outside the political environment, just in, in you know, everyday life, you know, we, we've seen, uh, you know, people lose friends because uh, just not being able to talk on the same, um, you know, about the same topics and, and agree to disagree. And then the other thing, which is what you said, you know, religion and politics don't mix is kind of the the phrase, which, um, you know, I, I find, find that a little bit, a little bit odd. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. say, so let's, you know, start with religion and politics don't mix. You know, sure. to me, I've always been confused when uh, people, especially Christians, have, you know, said or asked, you know, why can't this politician keep their Christianity or their faith out of the decisions or how they govern? And, you know, to me, that's a little bit baffling to me because, you know, if if God is first and foremost in our lives, and it's it's essentially you know just a, a, a who we are, why would I govern without that exactly. part of me? That's so that's where I'm especially dismayed whenever I hear a Christian say that. Um, and you know, just referring to kind of Matthew six thirty three, you know, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know that. Uh, I don't know how we wouldn't seek his kingdom first in everything that we do. And you, know, so, you, you can't separate. You yeah. can't separate a person from their belief system. You can't dice up a person and, and compartmentalize them like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, honestly, uh, I think this is something we've talked about before. You know, uh, one of the things that um, I was excited about when Trump took office, and, and I'm not saying one way or the other of how I feel about Trump, but um, was just incorporating prayer into mm -hmm. to, you know different gatherings and rallies, and I th I thought that was a good thing. And uh, you know, but then I've I've also seen the times of prayer where uh, you know I've questioned the motives behind mm -hmm. the prayer mm -hmm. and exactly what was being said, and was it just being used as a weapon against mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe the opposition? And and um, you know something that just came up uh, recently in a sermon that kind of made me think about it differently. I, I was very, very, um, I was not impressed in, in certain cases where, where the prayer was kind of, I felt was being used as a weapon to the opposition. Um, and that's not how I think Christianity, we shouldn't be beating people over the head with a club uh, using Christianity in that way. So, but in Philippians 1.15, uh, you know, Paul is uh, essentially sitting in prison and he's talking about how, uh, 
you know, there are people out there preaching uh, Christ uh, in, in a, you know, I guess for all the right reasons, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a good way. And there are people who are doing it to keep me in jail, to bring down Christianity for all the wrong reasons. Um, and so he said, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. But he goes on to say, in either way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. Mm-hmm. And because of this, I rejoice. <laughs> so, you know, at first I was thinking I definitely was not not in favor of using prayer in that way. But then again, you know, I, I there's a benefit well, from it. I <laughs> guess people are hearing prayer and maybe maybe that's causing them to be be moved by 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 the mm-hmm. word. So. Uh, yeah, just in general, religion and politics don't mix. I, I don't agree with that, and I, I'm not a fan of that. But then again, if you just look at some of the divisive nature of, of politics today, um, you know, we've got, once again, a very divisive president. Um, we've got a lot of hot hot issues of the moment, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, Supreme, Supreme Court nominations yes. and, and kind of the impact that can have as far as conservative values and more liberal values. Um, but, you know, the thing I, I want to really speak to more is just, you know, our own um, political beliefs and how we action those. Certainly. And so and it's in regards to really being able to disagree with others. Mm-hmm. And, and specifically, you know, we are disagreeing, you know, as Christians, we're disagreeing with other Christians sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes not always, I think, I think it's lost is we, we don't necessarily feel um, if they don't believe as we do, then, then they're wrong and they must not be Christian or they must not be um, of sound faith. So, you know, I, I looked through Romans uh, a lot for, for researching this, and Romans is a great, great guide as far as, to me, government and leaders and how mm-hmm. we should um, deal with authority and, and governing. So, uh, you know, Paul shows us how we should really treat, um, you know, kind of disputable issues in Romans 14. You know, he, he calls disputable issues, which is really opinion, you know, what, what are the things that are up for, for I guess, um, Opinion, a matter of opinion, not necessarily yeah, yeah. fact. Yep, or, yep. And so, uh, you know, we had at the time, you know, strict Christians who were uh, maybe not in favor of eating meat and we had, um, uh, or, or for not eating meat, and less strict Christians who were f- okay with eating meat. And, and so Paul, you know, did not tell either side necessarily what to do, uh, but he really just um, to be strong in their cons- conscious and get along until Jesus' return. So I, I took that verse and really thought, that's how we we should deal with issues. I mean, to me, there are definitely political mm-hmm. issues that have biblical basis that uh, you know maybe don't um, they're not up for debate in my mind. Mm-hmm. But then there are other issues um, that that definitely are. And you look at things like, to me, immigration and welfare. And I think there's a lot of things that go into each of those those topics. But um, to, to forget that, uh, you know, we're to get along with mm-hmm. other Christians mm-hmm. and to love other Christians and accept other uh, others' yeah. opinions. I think that's um, something to remember. Well, you know, we're coming up on an, uh, it's an election, a time of election even now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the major election, but it is yeah. uh, <coughs> election none, nonetheless. And uh, so I found this, this particular topic to be very timely. And uh, one of the statistics that I, I started looking up some t- statistics on, on, on how Christians vote and how we engage politics and uh, there is something that i found in christ uh, christian citizenship org, and this is a quote from there it says it is difficult to find reliable statistics on the percentage of christians registered to vote and how many vote once registered if nationwide statistics percentages give any insight we find in the presidential election in 2000 uh, there were about 205 million eligible voters in the united states 
of these, 76% were registered, but only 51% of all eligible voters actually voted. So really it is, the, the, I don't know how many Christians are actually participating in the mm -hmm. political process. I mean, you already have um, only 76% of people who are registered to begin with, and then only 51% of those people who are registered are actually taking advantage and voting. So I think it is, uh, it's really, it's really, it's, it's not spoken of much, I don't think, around Christians about voting, about this and about, you know, about the political process. It's almost as if we're separated. We sep we're separating ourselves and we're um, taking ourselves out of the political process, taking ourselves out of um, uh, politics altogether. And I'm not so sure whether that's a good thing. And that's yeah. why I'm glad that we're talking about this at least now uh, when we're getting ready to vote now and finding out if Christians should engage politics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's an article that, uh, that I read, uh, it was from April 28th, 2016. And the title of the article was should Christians participate in politics? And one of the excerpts from that was some well-intentioned believers feel any efforts to exert pressure on the behavior of non-Christians is wrong. So I, I guess I want to get your opinion on that. I mean, I think that there are some, it's basically saying that there are believers who are thinking, well, you know what? I shouldn't impose my beliefs on others. That's not really a good thing. I mean, maybe I, it's not right for me to tell other people how they should live. And by using my Christian uh, um, knowledge and, and who I am, maybe that's just for me and maybe I shouldn't uh, impose that on other people through politics. And what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, I, I think... The last uh, little bit that you said there through politics right, is right. the part that I, I guess, uh, you know, I go back and forth on one. I mean, overall, and I'll, I'll give many, many more specific examples, I think, but I, I do think Christians should be engaged in politics, but it's finding that right balance. Uh, I think that, that um, it makes it right for me, I, I guess. So to, to say that we shouldn't impose our, our ideas or ideologies or, or faith on others you know, to that same extent, then, you know, the Great Commission would be out the door. Right? Yeah. Uh, we don't need to share our faith with others. And, and so I don't think that's the case either. Now, in regards, though, more to um, how do we, um, I, I guess, advance the gospel or advance, um, you know, our beliefs? Uh, is politics the only way? And, and is that where we get, it seems like that's where we get most fired up, mm -hmm. right? So, or, or maybe even most discouraged when things aren't going the way we wish they would, uh, you know, and that's the part where I, I would take a more balanced approach. And, you know, if you look at Jesus back in, in you know, under Roman rule, I mean, that was, that was a dictatorship. That was a brutal dictatorship. And, and Jesus, uh, it was a little different scenario than we have with a democratic republic where we're called to, to vote and, mm -hmm. and be involved mm -hmm. and, and have a part. Um, you know, Jesus didn't necessarily uh, get discouraged that uh, his message wasn't going out through the Roman government. Mm -hmm. I mean, he wasn't mm -hmm. expecting, he wasn't going to Caesar saying, please, mm -hmm. please enact these laws that align with what right. now. I mean, I think he, he uh, wanted us to understand that, that, you know, we don't necessarily need the government to, to still do, do the things we want to do and um, have the beliefs we want, want, you know, our society to have. That's interesting. So are you saying that... Uh, Christians have a role, but it's not necessarily through politics. Are you? No, I think I think they do have a role in politics, politics and I think it's I think it's key that they're involved because it mm -hmm. affects our daily Definitely. lives. It affects every uh, a lot of. I, I guess what I would say is, what I see is a lot of Christians get really discouraged yes. 
through the political process, which maybe actually might cause them to withdraw from the political certainly, process. Certainly. Um, but um, I, I think it's just one way that we need to certainly. to enact. Um, it's not something um, where I think it's the only way. Gotcha. And so that's where I say take the take the more balanced Excellent. approach. Uh, well, um, the website byfaithonline.com talks about reasons why believers should vote. And I'll throw these out to you. There's four mm -hmm. of them. One of the reasons they talk about is Christians keep government accountable. Mm -hmm. And the excerpt that they have here is Romans 13, 4 tells us that government authority exists for our good. But if no one explains what God expects, can government officials serve him well? First Peter 2.14 further explains that government is to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good, though unless they receive counsel from the religious community, can mayors, senators, or presidents understand God's view of good or evil, right and wrong. So one of the reasons that uh, was pointed out in this article that we as Christians should participate in the political process is that we need to keep the government accountable. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And if, if you think of... Um, you know, uh, I think of other countries where maybe Christianity is is persecuted a lot more than than the U.S. even more so than the U.S. But um, if you look at uh, okay, in those cases, should we completely withdraw and not have a care? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. How how would that situation be maybe uh, improved? Mm -hmm. um, or especially if in certain countries where Christianity is really all but locked out of the country, how will we reach those you know those non-believers certainly um, and and reach them with the gospel? I mean, I think you have to do somewhat, some of that through the political process. Mm -hmm. The second one is Christians bring transcendent values. Uh, it says that uh, civil government benefits from the commu a community of people whose lives testify to this law behind the law. Um, the whole of human society requires a community that believes some things are right and some wrong and which adheres to the God-given wisdom that pervades all creation. And it references Proverbs 8 and 22. Another quote is, atheism insists on imposing its views and seeks to forbid any competing vision. And society's well-being then depends on a robust religious influence. So really, if if we have one side trying to push their own views, then we need uh, believers to be able to stand strong and push the values of the Lord. Because if, if we don't do it, they won't be pushed. And I think that uh, the fact that Christians bring that transcendent values as was put here is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Biblical values. Well, I mean, we know societal kind of morals will not follow right. closely with biblical right. values. And so if we're not, if we're not, uh, you know, communicating, um, especially what, what we believe and what the Bible says, then mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. It's not going to um, happen. It, it's going to only get worse then. Absolutely. Another one is Christians provide a restraining influence. I like this one. Contrary to popular illusion, it's not government's job to promulgate, <laughs> to promulgate uh, moral vision. Mm -hmm. The duty belongs to the social institutions, especially the church. When the state steps beyond the bounds of its intended authority, the church becomes the effective source of moral resistance. So I like that because we have a role, we have a purpose. If things start to get out of, out of hand, who, and it kind of goes with the, the, the previous one, who, who is going to, to speak up? Who is going to stand? And the Bible often talks about, you know, that Christians are supposed to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And the political process is one way to have a voice uh, in that process. Mm -hmm. And the last one is the Bible instructs us to get involved. Effective government is pivotal 
in the pursuit of justice and true justice springs from a sovereign God. Without justice, there can be no community, no shared values and no common ideals. And I think that that is what we're experiencing, at least now in our current political climate, where we are so divided, we're not, we're, we don't agree on some major, major issues. And uh, if people, if Christians don't get involved, then our voices aren't heard. I mean, it's going to be, we, we have to have, we have to play a role in the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what do we think about the crossroads of, of Christianity and politics? You yourself, um, Justin, what do you think and what is our responsibility as Christians toward politics? I and mean, you alluded to it a little bit, but um, what, are you what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, one, I'll, I'll refer to a couple of verses here. You know, as Christians, you know, I think we should do a couple of things and, and refer to Rom Romans 13.1. Uh, Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. So I use this in the sense that, once again, um, God is all-powerful. The mm -hmm. President of the United States is not. Mm -hmm. uh, and so our worries as far as who's in office, what party is, is uh, you know, uh, got the House and the Senate or whatever right. it might be, I think we have to, to still, um, you know, adhere to Romans 13.1, which is uh, whatever laws they might, might have, you know, um, obey those laws for, the, for, for our own good. But it doesn't necessarily mean... Um, we, we believe everything that, that uh, you know, are, are behind them. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that's one thing. Romans 13, 7 uh, says, give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Um, and so, you know, the thing I, I, I guess, reading this verse, I think the Holy Spirit is grieved right now <laughs> in the sense of how we, currently um, show respect to to leaders mm. um, whether that once again whether that's the president whether that's the vice president whether that's um, members of congress uh, i think it's just a very divisive political climate mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um, you know we as christians need to really be focused on our actions as far as how we act out right. um, what our what our beliefs are and what, what our opinions are um, and I'll get to it later, but you know, I think the, one of the key things is love, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, God is not glorified when we um, are actively trying to, to necessarily, I think, overthrow a government or um, you know, uh, call names mm -hmm. or, or even, once again, lose friends and, and yeah. have, um, I guess, contentious family battles over yeah. what, what your beliefs are in, in the government. So you know, that's, a, that's a couple of key verses I, I read regarding this. You know, the other thing you know, I mentioned before is I think there's, you know, general sense that, uh, you know, Republicans, conservative, Christian, mm -hmm. Democrats, mm -hmm. not Christian, mm -hmm. which is not true either. Mm -hmm. and, right. and like you said, you know, trying to find stats on, on some of that is a little bit difficult. But some of the stats I actually saw were, were quite balanced as far as different. I mean, I think it varied based on denomination. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Republicans and um, you know, Democrats both go to church. Yeah, and I think true. that's something that everyone true. can remember uh, when, when you know, dealing with political um, conversations. And uh, you know, and then the uh, the other thing I, I mentioned just a little bit earlier is once again, the president is not all powerful. We must remember God is all powerful. Mm -hmm. He's in control. He's whether you know all the reasons behind it. I don't know why he has certain people in power, or he, but he's placed them there. And um, so I think it's our job to to you know work within. Um, you know, work with the spirit in us as to how we, mm -hmm. how we react to that. You know, I think that on the whole, and I may be, I may be wrong, correct me, I will get your mm -hmm. opinion on this. I think on the whole that Christians are passive, are just too passive 
when it comes to voting and activism. And I think that they, you know, exploring why would be interesting, but it just seems like that, that that might be the case. And I think that as believers, we need to vote for the kind of world in which we want to live in. And that's what I always tell people is if someone's going to ask me, how do you want to vote? What are you going to vote for? It's like, I want to vote for the world in which I want to live in. And that's what I think that we should, we should vote for. And a lot of people have reasons for why they vote the way that they vote. But I think that really it comes down to that. And I think that if believers, uh, I think you're doing your duty by voting the way that you want our world to look like, Mm -hmm. even if it's not going to, you know, it doesn't end up looking that way. You're doing your part to, to promote that, um, that ideology. And, that, and so it's unfortunate that that is sometimes the case. And I do have a, a quote that I wanted to share with you from yeah. Chuck Colson. Uh, he says that the popular notion that you can't legislate morality is a myth. Morality is legislated every day from the vantage point of one value system being chosen over another. The question is not whether we will legislate morality, but whose morality gets legislated. So if we stay silent, if we don't speak, Something's gonna gonna bubble up to the surface. Something is going to supersede one thing over the other, and I think that one reason why we have such a divisive um, uh, culture in our politics right now is because a lot of the the the, the hotbed issues go in direct conflict with um, the values of the Bible, the values mm-hmm. of cr- the Christian values, and so you have a divided nation where it, it seems to me to be spiritual in nature because you have the, the, the things that divide us are things that are, that are, 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 are from the Bible, things that are biblical, things mm-hmm. that are, are um, morality based. And as um, Chuck Colson puts, puts it, I think quite clearly is that uh, it will be decided one way or the other. You can't not have morality be legislated. It will be, if you don't legislate, it's going to be as legislated the other way. Yeah. So I think that believers, if you're, if you, the world that you want to live in is one that is uh, morally lines up with the word of God over some of the other things that you might find important in, in politics, then that's the way that I would believe that Christians would vote. And I think that's the way a lot of believers do vote. Um, but you, you, morality plays an, a very big issue, especially now. And then also... Um, this is from a, a quote from a man named uh, Kermit Bridges, and this was in 2016. And it says, uh, Jesus declared, render to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Instead of distancing believers from any connection with a civil government, he indicated there was a level of responsibility to engage in civil matters. Instead of having political leaders impose upon us, we have the God-given opportunity to select our leaders. So those who might be thinking, well, you know, my vote doesn't matter or whatever, what reason you don't want to choose to vote um, as a believer. He basically, and I agree with what he's saying here, is that we have a responsibility. Absolutely. We have a responsibility to select our leaders, and that is a privilege. And if we don't, there are times when I vote uh, one way and I know it's not going to pass. Yeah. Uh, but I do it anyway because I believe that, it's a, that it is a moral responsibility, a civic duty, and also as a believer, I get to, to, to support, um, what I believe that, that the Lord wants me to support. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat there. And, you know, just to further kind of, kind of your commentary, I, it was a great quote that I absolutely loved, uh, from Desmond Tutu, um, just as far as how, you know, how should we be involved and to what extent? And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one of the things that, um, Christians get, 
maybe caught up in is, is treating maybe the symptoms. So whether that's, um, you know, the, the, the poor, helping the poor, mm -hmm. or, um, it, we're, we're good at treating the symptoms, but not, once again, getting involved politically or, mm -hmm. or having that, that level of activism that might um, get to the source. And his quote was, as Christians, we need not just to be pulling the drowning bodies out of the river. We need to be going upstream to find out who's pushing them in. That's good. And so that's exactly, if we don't contribute mm -hmm. to government, if we don't cast our vote, if we don't, um, you know, have that level of activism, then some it, it, laws are going to get passed and, and things are going to kind of pan out one way or the other. And we're told kind of that, I don't remember the, the exact statistic, but according to statistics that Christianity, there are people, more people identify as Christians in America. I don't know if that's still the same, the case, I hope it is, uh, than, than who do not. Yeah. And if that's the case, you would think that things would morally shift toward Christianity, but for some reason it's not. And I'm not sure if it's because that statistic is false or because Christians aren't voting and Christians yeah. aren't speaking up and, and playing their part. Yeah. What are a few reasons why Christians don't engage politics in your opinion? Well, you know, I, goes back to what once one the divisive nature right now I, I think probably a lot of Christians see that there's no good going on in politics right now so I'm going to distance myself from that and not be involved in it and you know I if there's any one of them that would um, lure me away from it'd probably be that uh, you know don't don't involve yourself in in the things that might drag you down but yeah. then again I think we're called to um, you know Jesus tells us to take up our cross daily and I think that sounds like you know some hard work and that is true in politics too, uh, you know. So uh, even though it might be hard, even though there might be you know some level of suffering and all mm -hmm. that too, mm -hmm. uh, I think we're called to called to do it. So I think it's just the, the fact that right now politics is is kind of nasty, and, yeah. and Christians might might avoid that. Uh, the other thing goes back to you know uh, it goes back to my comment about um, maybe Christians feeling like uh, their way of influencing that is by treating maybe some of the symptoms of some of the social issues of the day, whether that once again, uh, poor, the helping the poor or, um, even, you know, hot button subjects, you know, abortion. And, mm -hmm. um, I think there's other, other ways Christians are, are helping. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not directly maybe, um, in, in politics. It's, it's yeah. through, through, um, you know, Christian organizations or, or nonprofits or things, things of mm -hmm. that nature. Um, and then, you know, I, I actually read, um, just researching this and, and kind of reading, that you know there's a, a significant number of christians who just don't think it's biblical that we should be involved hmm. so i was surprised by that because like like a lot of your commentary i i think biblically we are called mm -hmm. uh, to be involved but there are, are quite a few people who who you know uh, christians who, who don't <laughs> feel we should and they, they give different biblical verses to back that up that i once again i don't i question maybe the um the, the truth behind what their their interpretation of the scripture but uh -huh. um one thing that in particular that stood out to me was uh, the, a, a comment that was political donations of of time and money don't spread the gospel <laughs> and um you know i i would beg to differ in the sense that you know when we're driving um conversation through politics and we're, we're electing people to office it's like uh, you know like i said at the beginning if we had politicians who were openly praying um, you know, to start rallies or mm -hmm. who were not afraid of mentioning God or, um, y you know, even consulting God in, in, in how they govern. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there is, um, I, th I think that overall comment is stating that God isn't powerful enough to use uh, or to spread the gospel through anything. Mm. It's only certain things that yeah, God can do that. Yeah. I, I don't believe that in one, right. one second. God can spread the gospel uh, in, in many different ways. He us to spread the gospel in many different ways. And I think politics is one of them. Interesting. 
Well, I think a couple of reasons is I think that, uh, and you alluded to it a little bit, but I think that people feel vilified yeah. one way or the other, uh, either in social media, in the workplace. I know the place in which I work, if <laughs> it's, it's weird that uh, um, it's, it's a culture in which people automatically assume that you're against President Trump. They talk in such a way that it's like, you know, that idiot or whatever. And they don't even, they don't even consider that you might have, yeah. you know, might be for him. I'm not saying either way, but I'm just saying yeah. that the culture is such, is such a, and, and it's, it's just disparaging, I think, to be vilified uh, for your vote. And I think that uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, Christians don't want to engage because you will be, I mean, you'll be persecuted as, as Jesus talked about. So some of your voting and your thoughts and the reasons behind your vote might might make you a target for for being uh, you know spit on so to speak. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they all, I also think that some believers think that they don't, their vote don't matter. Uh, you know, it's like well, you know, I I voted all these other times and look, we're still in the same place. You know, I'm voting and the people I'm voting for aren't being voted in, or even if they are, they're not doing what I wanted them to do. It's like yeah. well, this is a waste of time. I mean, yeah. to vote that way. And one other thing is that. Um, well, the Bible kind of tells us that things are supposed to get worse. And so I'm wondering if some people are thinking, well, it's supposed to get worse, so why don't we just let it get worse? Yeah. Why even bother? You know, just let, let the world go where it's supposed to go. It's going to go there anyway, and there's nothing we could do to stop yeah. it. Um, so I'm wondering if those are some factors as to why uh, people don't, don't, vo don't vote. Uh, believers choose not to vote. But I really hope that, that that will not keep people from voting especially after listening to some of the things we talked about in this episode, but also just exploring and, and, and searching your heart, searching what God might want believers to do if we are to engage politics. Yeah. So um, how seriously should believers consider politics and why? Well, you know, if I, I'm looking at this maybe from two, two different angles, one from a global perspective and one from maybe a U.S. perspective, but, you know, globally it goes back to there's a lot of countries that, that you know, Christians are persecuted to a degree that we're just not familiar with here in the mm -hmm. U.S. Um, you know, we can say we're persecuted here in some, some level, but uh, countries like North Korea and, oh, yeah. um, you know, Afghanistan and Somalia, and I mean, these are places where... Uh, you you could end up dead mm -hmm. um, for your Christian faith. So uh, once again, it goes back to how 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 can that be fixed? How can we reach um, the people that are in those countries with the gospel if if um, that's the the current climate and that's the condition? And so I think from a global perspective, you know, we have um, you know we can engage in politics there too, and and especially uh, voting in people who who take that on as a as a problem and want to to have you know. Um, I guess, you know, changes in, in kind of mm -hmm. how we uh, deal with countries like that. So that, that's one angle. Um, but then, once again, uh, I think uh, as a democratic republic, that, I mean, we're, that's, a, that's a blessing uh, mm -hmm. on us to be able to participate because that's not, a, not something, especially back in Jesus' time, that, I mean, was, uh, was really an option. And so uh, I think it's our duty to, to take advantage of that. And, and like I said, we have a very clear way we can, we can vote in people that, that share some beliefs. Um, and we can see real changes in, in uh, laws and, mm -hmm. and really just, uh, I guess, society as a whole for the U.S. You know, we're, we're called to be salt and light to the world, and, and we're not called to be recluses um, right. as far as um, politics. And so I, I just, once again, I go back to me personally. I like to just take a, a balanced approach to it, whereas I want to be involved, but not to the extent to where it's, um, you know, causing me 
to be um, not glorifying God in, right. in the way I act, right. in the way I, I talk to people maybe that I disagree with. Mm -hmm. Well, I also think that believers should not be the silent majority. Uh, we need to speak up and do what is right. And I think that uh, if we, when we remain silent, then then we can't complain. Yeah. Uh, we can't we can't complain about how the world is going, how the, how our country is headed. And I do have another another quote. Uh, from an article, and this is what the same article that I quoted earlier in the show is from um, the article was titled should Christians participate in politics and this excerpt is ignoring what the Bible says about the issues at stake in an election is inexcusable ignoring the positions of individual candidates on matters like abortion same-sex marriage and religious rights is immoral yeah and uh, I would say that the Bible um, says that those uh, the Bible actually says uh, in one section that those who know what is right and does not, does not do it to him, it is sin. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I think we have a moral responsibility. I do think that we um, should value uh, uh, politics because it plays such a big role in our society, in our culture, and the way that our world is going. It plays a role in the lives of people, and it plays a role in how our children are going to grow and who they're going to be in the future. It, 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 it's just like, you know, when people watch television and it changes the way that we think or listens to certain, certain things or it changes, it can get inside of you and change you politics too. the way that our society and our culture heads can change the future, the cult, the future of our, of our society. Mm -hmm. Um, it can make it more difficult for people to spread the gospel. It can make it more difficult for people to live a Christian life. As you mentioned already about people in, in different countries where they're persecuted we are lucky right now that we're not to that level, but it's not to say that it can't be that way. And if believers don't stand up and speak, we already see things exiting, you know, things changing. Uh, it came uh, all the way back, and my wife was talking about it, about the prayer in school way back in there where yeah. one person decided that they wanted to change things. And it's like, well, these kind of things will affect our future. And if we do nothing, it can be looked at as immoral. And I, and I think that uh, the, there, there, are, there are scriptures supporting the idea that those who know what is right and do not do it, to them it is sin. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something to kind of consider as well. Absolutely. Well, when we come back, we'll discuss what Christians should do to affect biblical change through politics. We'll find out what the Bible says about the role of believers in politics. And if Christians are called to engage politics, what does that say about our God? Stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com to leave us a comment. That's w-r-i-t-e-c-m-v at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Want to watch episodes of Christian music videos online? Visit the CMV Mobile YouTube channel and catch full episodes featuring independent Christian artists. Every month, one new episode from the television series is added to the channel. Now, you can watch CMV anytime on your mobile device, computer, and even your television using a web-enabled device like the Apple TV. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the CMV mobile link on the Christian Music video page. You can also subscribe to the channel if you want to be updated when a new episode is added. CMV Mobile. Watch anytime, anywhere. Download the digital book, Lord of My Life, Friend and Master, for free on Amazon Kindle, Barnes & Noble's Nook, Apple Books, or download the PDF version. Search for it through the app or find direct links at ktfproductions.com. 
Today, Justin and I are talking about politics. Should Christians engage politics? And if so, how? We've discussed reasons why believers should engage politics, what we think about the crossroads between Christianity and politics, and we discussed a few reasons why Christians might not engage politics. Well, in this segment, we'll begin by discussing what the Bible says about politics and secular leadership. So, Justin, what does the Bible say about politics? Well, especially as it pertains to kind of secular leadership. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, I, I go back to the Old Testament where we see a variety of kings, you know, taking power, and we see good kings and bad kings and some kind of okay kings. And, mm -hmm. you know, you see the impact back to um, kind of the statement uh, you made before, you know, these impact societies. And mm -hmm. so we saw, you know, the kings that, that really had a heart for God draw the Israelites kind of back. Mm -hmm. um, and then we saw the bad kings draw them away to, exactly. to both, you know, pagan practices and, and things like that. So um, I think it's politics is very important. As far as secular leadership go, you know, if, if I were a leader, I, I, if I could, you know, have the ear of one of our leaders today, you know, I would tell them if they haven't read Proverbs, go to Proverbs. There's a lot of great, <laughs> um, great verses in there. Certainly. So here, here's, here's the ones that I want to highlight. Okay. Make just laws. Proverbs 8.15. It says, by me, kings reign and rulers make laws that are just. So that's one. Mm -hmm. Don't lie. Proverbs 17.7. Arrogant lips are unsuited to a fool. How much worse lying lips to a ruler? You know, and, and I, th I think about that one. It's like, what, what um, how great it would be if uh, leaders would would really follow those first two verses in mm -hmm. the sense that, especially lying, not not telling the truth when it maybe benefits them or when it's acceptable or when they don't lose you know too much in, in telling the truth. Right. Tell the truth. You know. Um, another one was maintain order and justice. That's really what um, their role is. So Proverbs twenty twenty six says, a wise king winnows out the wicked. He drives the threshing wheel over them. And once again, I, th I think we have uh, a lot of leaders that maybe are afraid to do that mm -hmm. uh, just because of the political outcome or, mm -hmm. or what people might think. Uh, avoid oppressing the poor. Proverbs twenty eight three says, a ruler who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's uh, that's another one, especially in today's uh, climate. You know, there's lots of uh, laws and, and um, legislation as far as, you know, how we're treating, um, you know, whether it's people on welfare or what sort of welfare we should give and shouldn't give. And so, you know, just being able to to always keep those that that verse in mind, I think, would be, would be key. Um, seek guidance and advice. You know, this is probably one I think. Uh, especially the president or maybe other leaders actually do probably seek quite a bit of advice and guidance. I just don't know if it's always the <laughs> right, right guidance. Uh, so Proverbs 20:18 says, make plans by seeking advice. If you wage war, obtain guidance. And so, uh, you know, I guess, like I said, I think they're probably doing that one. I just, um, if I read that as a leader, I would make sure I'm seeking the right guidance. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, the last one I'll, I'll just mention, uh, goes back to Romans 13, 1. Uh, which I already kind of read through is, is just don't forget that, you know, these leaders are ordained by God. They're, they're chosen by God. They're accountable to God though. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, if I were a leader and, and, uh, I was reading that, I would make sure that, um, you know, I don't forget my place. Um, it can probably feel, uh, pretty, pretty, um, I would say you could probably be pretty prideful in uh, being president of the United States. I could imagine, <laughs> but, uh, don't forget your place that, that you are not, um, the, the ruler of, of the earth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when I listen to you read some of those things, it makes me think about 
when people get into politics, they're, they're, they may come in with high morals and good intentions, and so, sometimes they're, they're, uh, that could be compromised because of the nature of our politics, the nature of how, um, I guess, there are elements of, of evil in, mm -hmm. in the politics, and it could change. If someone could, could come in thinking, I will never lie. I will never do, you know, do, do a lot of the things that you were talking about. I'm going to make these, these righteous laws. And then there could be some pressures that change or they can't function in, 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 the, po in the political realm. They'll get voted out or pushed out or, or silenced by people who are their colleagues or, or ostracized or dirt could be brought up on them and then, yeah. and then use the weapon against them. And there's so many things about politics. And the things that we're talking about today are often referred, you know, thought through as when politics are going well, when politics, when there's not that subversion and evil in the politics. This is the way politics should be. Even if politics are the way they should be, there's still issues. But politics are not the way they should be. And there's a lot of elements of darkness in politics that I believe that believers should be praying against, uh, especially when you have uh, uh, a president who is trying to do things that align with the Bible and you see so much subversion to it because we talked in a previous episode about the spiritual forces and the, the heavenly realms. I think in politics, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of unseen things going on that should be prayed against and uh, for uh, as far as Christians are concerned. Yeah. And I'll bring just one more portion of scripture and you mentioned the first verse of it, but I'll, I'll read the entire six verses mm -hmm. because I think it's just... It, 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 it plays so well into what we're talking about that I think it really should be read to in its entirety. And it is from Romans 13, 1 through 6. And it says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoers. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. So again, this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> this is the way that God instituted. Unfortunately, there is, there is evil that, has, that is pervasive sometimes in the, mm -hmm. in the political realm. But if we at least adhere to what the Bible is, is telling us as believers and we do our part and we obey the word of God, then we'll let God do the rest, even yeah. when there is subversive things going on. And I believe that believers who are uh, in the political realm, if they stay strong to what, what their beliefs and, their, and the value systems of the word, then God will supernaturally protect them. They don't have to do it themselves. And I think yeah. that believers, that people sometimes get forget that God is really ultimately in control. And even the things that we see with our eyes is not necessarily what's going to happen. And we need to put our trust in God. So I, I'm hoping that people out there and, and us ourselves are, are praying that, that, that uh, believers in the political system have faith and that they have faith in God to do what is right. And just uh, let God take it, let the chips fall where they may. And God is in charge of the chips. That's so. uh, that 
I think you said it better than I could, have, which <laughs> is, uh, you know, that when I said the Holy Spirit is grieved, and me is that that's exactly right. That we must remember God's in control. We need to make sure we we act accordingly, mm-hmm. and so we we can't we can't lose sight of that. And, right. and so uh, hopefully hopefully anybody watching this will will maybe reevaluate maybe how they've acted. Um, uh, if you haven't acted always in a way that would um, glorify God in, mm-hmm. in your actions, and then maybe maybe reevaluate that and and uh, maybe change. Good good point. Okay, what should Christians do to affect biblical change through politics? Yeah, so you know one. Um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, which is, you know, just not being discouraged by the, the hard work and the suffering. You know, there's an aspect of suffering or that it's not always going to go the way you think. And, and so, you know, I use the New Testament as an example. You know, if you just look at the way, you know, the apostles uh, after Jesus uh, ascended, you know, they had to go out and, and they spread Christianity. And it was um, a monumental task. And, and I think some sometimes I... I Compare that to the politics today. If you look at where we are and where I think we should be and the laws that we should have and the things that we should be going for, you know, we're, we're a long way from those. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to me, it can seem like a, a mountain to climb. And I'm sure the apostles probably felt uh, very similarly in the yeah. sense that how, how, how would they spread the message of the gospel uh, in the world? And, and you know, of course, they faced persecution. They faced trials. They faced suffering. And yet, um, you know, once again, Jesus has the power to transform our lives. And so uh, if we're indwelled, you know, with the Spirit and we, we um, really let the Spirit kind of control our actions, I, I think, you know, we can have the same effect in politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to underestimate what God can accomplish right, right. through any means, Amen. whether that's uh, the exact way we think it's going to come about the, the person we think that's going to bring it about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we must remember that, that God can do some pretty extraordinary things Absolutely. with some, some good situations and some bad situations. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's, that's kind of one thing that um, I really thought through as I, as I answered this question. And, um, you know, the other thing I would, uh, going back to kind of what's going on in the spiritual realm, I, th- I think, you know, Satan is using, um, uh, misinformation, especially nowadays, yeah. um, to, to kind of uh, divide us. And so uh, no matter what it is, um, just, as, just as if I hear a pastor preaching, um, I'm not going to just take exactly what the pastor says at, at um, base value. I'm going to go read the scripture and, and understand it myself to understand if, if what he's saying is accurate and true. Mm-hmm. And um, same, same thing with politics. You know, I think um, just because you hear it, don't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do, the, uh, mm-hmm. do, do the research yourselves. And then, you know, back to the salt and light comment, we're called to be salt and light. And so when it comes to a level of respect, both um, with people that we don't agree with or even our leaders, um, you know, we, we should have a, a level of respect there that, um, you know, shows that we are salt and light mm-hmm. um, that we're supposed to and called to be. Uh, so, yeah, those, those are the things that I. Good ones. I Good ones. I, I think that we should we should pray. Um, Absolutely. And, and yeah. we shouldn't just say it. We should actually do it. And I think a lot of people say that they're going to pray, and, but they don't oftentimes always do mm-hmm. it. And so I think that we need to pray. Um, and we need to pray often about our politicians, about our leaders, about the direction of the world is going, yeah. that our, our country is going. And I think that we need to take an interest in politics and at least on the major issues. And I get that a lot of people aren't interested in politics. Some people yeah. just, it just makes them crazy. Some people don't care. Uh, some people don't want to know or want to care. Uh, but I think that it is 
as we, we talked about earlier, I think it is a responsibility as, uh, as, as, as believers, as, um, as uh, citizens of, of the society, that we need to take action and we need mm -hmm. to make it important to us. Uh, you know, cause I know that there are some things that come on the ballot that I'm like, you know, I don't even want, I don't even know what's that, what that, that is or, or any, yeah. but we need to educate ourselves. And sometimes that takes time and effort. And I know that that's not always easy for people, but I believe that we need to take action. We need to take and play our role in politics because, uh, as we talked earlier, it, it, we can be an agent of change and we can help at least guide our country and even if we can't by voting the way that uh, that aligns with the bible we are showing to god if no one else that we are on, we are in step with what he wants and we're gonna we're gonna vote and we're gonna put ourselves out there for what it is that aligns with who he is yeah and i know that people not everyone votes along the lines of what uh, of what the bible is saying some people have other values that sometimes they put ahead of that or at least uh, they want everything, but you can't, you got to pick and choose. And sometimes the, the moralistic things fall by the wayside. But I think that also that we should pray, uh, just like we pray for every, all the other decisions that we make in our lives. Some of the important decisions that we make of what job we're going to go to there with a meeting that I'm going to be having that's super important. The things that are important in our lives, we pray about. So I think that uh, even our voting and our decision making, as far as politics are concerned, we should pray and seek God and find out what he wants us to do. Because sometimes what we want doesn't always align with what he wants. And I don't necessarily believe that we should be voting our pocketbook or voting what we want or voting, our, you know, our value. Because it's, like, it's like praying to God and asking for some, some selfish things and he doesn't want us to pray that way so why are we voting that way yeah and that that so. one's sometimes an obvious one where you, you especially if you don't know which way to vote and sometimes uh in my life i find you consult everything but god yes so it's like you can't forget <laughs> pray and seek seek god's Absolutely. god's wisdom in, in this okay um let's see here if christians are to engage politics what does that say about our god well you know i, I think um, like I said, ha having the opportunity to engage in government and to have a, uh, what I would say is a very organized way to really um, display our beliefs and, and push through our beliefs to, to affect the greater, the greater good of our society. I mean, I think, um, I think God's uh, really, uh, he's set up a way for us to, to do this. So mm -hmm. I think he wants us engaged. The thing, once again, going back to politics today though, Right, I think uh, I struggle, or, or you know, I think we struggle as a society. Is you know, God doesn't also want politics to be a preoccupying force in our life, in the sense that it controls and affects everything about us and who we are and how we act. And so, you know, once again, I go back to the balanced approach. I'm mm. a balanced approach kind of guy, <laughs> where I think we absolutely should be involved. But um, you know, God, uh, God wants us to understand He's in control. Mm -hmm. He got it he's he'll take care of it we need to seek his counsel but um you know we also always need to just act in a way that will glorify god and, and if we're not doing that then i think we need to reevaluate uh, reevaluate that well, you know i think that ever since the israelites decided that they wanted a king instead yeah. of god to be their to be their leader that god instituted and approved uh leadership uh, and approved kings and and people to govern and since that has been the case, ever since that time, uh, he has given us guidelines as to how we are to engage uh, our leaders. Mm -hmm. And we had we brought up several uh, verses of scripture today 
uh, about that. So I think that that's the kind of God that we serve. He wanted to be our God. He wanted to be our leader and he didn't need a person to do yeah. it. But now we have, uh, we are we're actually forced to have uh, leaders and that is biblically instituted because of God's desi- his sovereignty and his, his decision to have that happen. So because that is the case, I think that that is showing us that God says, okay, well now, I mean, it was going to be one way, but he's okay with it being this way. Um, and that we have to, f- to fall in line with his, with his pattern of how um, leadership politics play out. So I think that that shows us that God still loves us and he wants to have righteous leaders. And as you mentioned, he's always in control. So we don't have to worry and go crazy and worry too much about things. Uh, but, uh, but that is God. That is not, it's not man-made, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's not something we just decided, you know what, we want to have leaders. No, it's, it's, it's biblical. And I think God's design, like you said, back in, you know, the Old Testament for Samuel, where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that was not his original design. Mm-hmm. He was saying, fine, give them a leader, yep. give, give, give them a leader. And, you know, there's ramifications for that. And I think we suffer from yes. the ramifications of that <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, quite frequently. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, once again, though, it, it does show me that, that God's in control. And also God, um, you know, God, God can use the, the, you know, no matter what kind of happens, God can use that for, for good. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so we need to remember that. Definitely. So last question. I mean, what are some of the takeaways uh, that will help us become more hardcore in our faith? As far as our discussion was, like I said I'm I'm just most troubled by the, uh, the just the the divisiveness right now in politics. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just going to refer to you know the the, the greatest command, um, which is Matthew 22 37 through 39. Jesus you know is, is speaking here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So of course that's a that's a great one to remember. Mm-hmm. But he goes on to say the second is just like it. Love your neighbors as yourself. And so um, that means democratic. That means atheist mm. neighbors. That means, um, you know, all of our neighbors. Oh, that and is so, so uh, don't we, we just can't, we yes. can't be sucked into the, the divisive nature of politics today. You mentioned it too. You know, we need to really be in prayer for our leaders. And this mm-hmm. is something that if you're a Christian who, um, you know, maybe is not for Trump, I hope you can at least say that you've prayed mm-hmm. for Trump mm-hmm. uh, uh, because whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he is in, in power mm-hmm. today and true um you know kind of like the uh you know I'm, I'm i'm not he's the captain of the ship i'm not looking for him to sink us mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. so uh you know i would like god to guide him yes if if i believe that's possible or not is besides the point mm-hmm. um i the should obedience. i should pray as if it will happen yes. and so uh really uh, and I'll give a verse there too just to, to kind of back that up first timothy uh, two one through two says, I urge then first of all that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And then finally, the last thing I'll, I'll say is just you know through through trials, God can can mold us as a country. Just as um, you know, like you said, we, we we did an episode on on suffering. You know, I think through those trials, through those problems. Um, uh, they can be used for good, and, mm-hmm. and God can use those to mold us. And, you know, I'll just use, uh, the, I'll end with a quote from Billy Graham, which I, I just love and I've heard multiple times recently. So once again, I, I think it's God telling me I should use it here is, uh, mountaintops are for views and inspiration, but fruit is grown in the valleys. Wow. And so that one I think is so true in so many regards mm-hmm. uh, individually, but I'll use it collectively too as a nation. You know, I think we can, um, you know, come out of this stronger and, and, 
uh, better than, than, than we have been. Uh, that's good. I'm going to end with one quote, and it's not as good as the, some of the ones that you mentioned, <laughs> but it is from christians-count.org, and it says, when only 30 or 40% of people vote, a minority can end up deciding the fate of the country. This makes it all the more vital that we vote. Yeah, so absolutely. I want to thank you for spending time with us and exploring the question, how should Christians engage politics? I hope you join us next time when we engage with another topic that is uh, taken from a Christian worldview. But until then, I hope you keep your walk hardcore. See you soon. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com to leave us a comment. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.